everyone. Welcome to the Next to Nothing podcast. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. All right, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on ahead and put another marker down. Uh, hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, a podcast for gamers on a budget. I am your host, Danny K, who currently doesn't have a boil on his ass. <laughs> um, <laughs> but may have had one in the past that is, uh, that is up for debate in in a really painful spot for someone who had to sit on a plane to austin to austin <laughs> which ironically is the pimple in the ass of america so that's i didn't is it i can no, think of other no, cities not. I, I actually i do not mind austin whatsoever i, I, I just thought, I I thought an opportunity for a joke and went with it <laughs> It's more like the California of Texas is what Austin is. It is. It is. So, uh, yeah, we had a weird moment there where uh, something with OBS was fucked up. Uh, I realized what it was. I am embarrassed to say what it was. Um, It was that apparently I had two mic sources open at the same time, which I don't understand how that happened uh, because I never did that in my settings. I discovered it. Fucking Um, Windows update. Yeah, I've had a lot of problems since the Windows update. Uh, so with me, as always, it's the wonderful, the beautiful, it's the green light. How are you doing, Green? I am doing fantastic. I had a very productive day uh, doing a bunch of stuff around the house, got my, my room clean. I didn't stream. I got uh, a message from a buddy like, why are you alive? But, you know, it, it was a very me-focused fo- me day. So I've been doing pretty good. How are you, Danny? You know, aside from everything just being broken all the time right now for me, I'm doing pretty all right. Like my touch portal's broken again, which is real fun. Um, like the way that I like control the entire fucking show is just busted again. So uh, I'm going to be adjusting that uh, with us as always. 99.9% of the time. It's the wonderful. It's the powerful. It's the beautiful. It's the rev spent. How you doing, Rev? Uh, not feeling so beautiful anymore. It's, I'm beard ishful more more than I am beard upple. It's, it's it's gone by the wayside. Aside from aside from that, I'm I'm doing good. I'm still adjusting to the uh, hashtag not beard life. Um, this is like glorified stubble at this point, so I'm still adjusting to that. But aside from that, I'm I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Look at this look at this fucker with like a full beard, <laughs> nice and full, like no patches. Been talking shit, saying it's stubble. When you got someone like this who's just like. Like nothing, and then like patch here, patch there. You know, I don't like that attitude. It's a you have a your beard. Your beard right now is about as thick as my mind will get, and as as full <laughs> and as long. That's only how like I wish I could grow. Like like that that is a pipe dream for me. So uh, you must be to stop talking that ish because uh, grass is always greener on the other side, my friend. Grass is always greener. I don't know how that applies here, but it sounded good at the time. <laughs> so we do have a question of the week. This week, our question is, What is who is your favorite voice actor? Who is your favorite voice actor? Could be any performance, any game. Go on ahead and let us know in the comments, or you guys can tweet at us and tell us your favorite uh, voice actor. Uh, if you guys miss any part of the show... You guys can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. We appreciate you guys for watching and listening. If this is your first time with us, 
welcome on in. And if you guys enjoy and get a lot of value out of the show, maybe drop some follows, some likes, maybe subscribe on YouTube, all that good stuff. Uh, starting out, I'll be honest, the, this isn't like going to be like a super like pack show, I think. We have like a lot of news, but... Not I, like discussion like discussion worthy news it's like hey yeah. this is what happened you know and then talk about it for a second and then kind of move on yeah yeah exactly it's a lot of it's a lot of for you guys news um but welcome to, welcome to your for you page friends <laughs> yes danny gets that reference now uh oh i should actually talk about real, real quick um i tried to basically just copy paste my um my bio from uh twitter over to TikTok, and I got a community guideline strike because I called myself a punk ass weeb. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. I just got my first community guideline strike like the other day for for literally for like an audio clip that everyone's been using right now, mm. which blew my mind. Yeah, this is. Uh, I am literally to. I have two community guideline strikes already because I tried to do it twice. I must not have realized that I tried to do it the first time. And it didn't tell me, like, it didn't give me a warning. Like, that it was, it didn't, like, just do red, like, hey, you can't swear in your bio. Also, I, ass is not a bad word, but, you know, whatever, TikTok. Dweeb is uh, derogatory now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, what if I, what if I raise donkeys? What if I literally raised asses? Like, Maybe you could appeal it. <laughs> so I uh, already not super impressed with with TikTok. Just putting that out there. Um, but I've been playing a lot of Pixelmon lately, and I figured I would talk about it. Uh, so definitely something different than the usual. Uh, Pixelmon is a mod for Minecraft. It's free, which is a big part of the reason I'm talking about it here. Uh, it's been around for a really, really long time. Uh, it's something I played several years ago uh, and recently jumped back into when a, a longtime friend of mine invited me onto a private server. Um, the focus of the mod, of the, <laughs> of the mod is to create a fully realized Pokemon world in Minecraft, complete with wild Pokemon, NPCs, gyms, and the desire to catch them all. And uh, also, you know, get diamonds and all the good shit. Um, and build illustrious houses. Mm-hmm. My, my illustrious home made of ebony wood. Um, we are playing with a couple other mods on this server. Uh, Biomes of Plenty, the Journey Map, and uh, I believe it's called Tree Choppa Mod, which Tree Choppa just lets you uh, take one log and uh, destroy the entire tree. So the bottom log, you chop that, the rest of the tree comes down. Mostly a quality of life thing, uh, which is which is pretty nice. Um, the journey map is also just, uh, it shows you all your map locate. You can uh, add waypoints. You can uh, mark uh, death, uh, death points with it and um, see where you've been, where you've gone, and all sorts of other nice quality of life things for knowing where you are in your world. Um, Pixelmon at this point basically requires the Biomes of Plenty mod to unlock all of the other Pokemon. 
Um, there are only there are certain Pokemon that will only spawn in biomes of plenty biomes now. So it's basically required at this point, which is not a huge deal. Um, they're both free mods. Um, and really, Biomes of Plenty is a really nice mod anyways. It adds a lot of really cool custom biomes. Uh, it adds a lot of wood and different leaves and makes worlds 10 times more interesting than regular vanilla Minecraft. It's one of those things that... If I were to make a regular mod, if I were to make a mod pack of my own, Biomes of Plenty would for sure be in it um, because it is that nice. Um, since I've been playing, I've been playing it for like a month now, I think, and I've been focusing on building a mono ground type team uh, with my starter of Swampert. The mod uh, currently has every generation of Pokemon in the game, so when you join a new world, you'll be asked to select a starter, and it'll have every starter that's been in the game. Um, there's also some uh, extra non-canon Pokemon in the mix, like an alien Celebi. Uh, it also includes other references to like the anime, like a pink uh, Butterfree, which I accidentally fainted one recently, and I'm very you sad about it. I know. There's also a Crystal Onyx and a few others. Like I have like um, it's not a shiny, but it's like a. It looks like a roid raged out Salamance. Like it's like a little bit darker and it has like veins and shit on it. It looks. It looks like it's been going to the gym for a little too long. What's a Salamance? A Salamance is a dragon flying type Pokemon from the third gen. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. Yes. Green, I'm going to get this is your one. This is your one shot. This is your one chance. You can say it. Take the high road. Take the high road, Green. I'm not going to do it. Not going to take got, the high I road. Got, I, I got, I got pulled. I, like, I got invited to the server. I might as well just not, like, I'll keep the peace here, but anything after third gen sucks. <clears throat> Look at you bending the knee. Yeah. Mm, sell you. out. I'm just going to real quick. Yeah. Uh, let me, let me ask you real quick, Green. What was your starter Pokemon? Who do you think? I want to hear it come out of your mouth. The best, the best Pokemon ever designed. Charmander. Uh, uh, so I'm just gonna go out and say it now. You're a basic ass bitch. Very basic. I like. I'm sitting here like, really, Charmander? Eat ass. Basic ass bitch, man. I don't care. You was the best designed Pokemon of Gen One. Ah, uh, next. Huh? To, Highly next disagree. To, next to Gyarados. No. Man, have you not even seen Blastoise? I just, I don't understand it. Anyways. Which is funny because Blastoise wasn't even originally supposed to be the third evolution to Squirtle. <laughs> it takes time to come up with your best work. Um, yeah, well, well, he was a separate, it was a separate lineage altogether. Like there was going to be a whole separate line. It, there was going to be a baby version of Blastoise that evolved into Blastoise. Mm. And that baby version of Blastoise is fucking adorable. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, the it has a bunch of Pokemon in it, and and some extras, which is pretty nice that they like added extras. And you can get shinies. I have a shiny Wooloo, uh, which is instead of its regular wa- uh, white, it's now black, which is pretty dope. Uh, we ran into a shiny Skarmory yesterday, and I let my friend Decay catch that. Um, yeah. So uh, going back into the mods gameplay itself, battling works exactly the way you'd expect it to. Um, you can roll up on a Pokemon, throw your Pokeball at it, and catch it outright. Or you can throw um, 
uh, another one of your Pokemon at it to initiate a battle. Um, and all the battling mechanics are still the same. You have uh, your different types, rock, ground, fire, water, grass, etc., etc., etc. All the weaknesses and stuff still apply. And there's also stab, um, which for those who aren't in the know on Pokemon, it's same type attack bonus. So an electric uh, Pokemon using an electric move does more damage than a rock Pokemon using an electric move. Um, and there's even uh, all the battle items that you would expect to find, like choice specs and muscle brace, and there's different berries. Uh, you create uh, Pokeballs using uh a plant called apricorns. Um, and you can farm those. And what you do is you just, you farm the apricorns, you find them out in the wild, then you um, put them through the furnace and they become cooked. And then you have different recipes. So like three red apricorns will make a regular pokeball lid. Then you have to like, you have to have a special block called an, called an anvil that you hammer on. Um, you also have to make iron bases. So three iron ingots will make, uh, five iron bases. And then, uh, you get stone buttons, a regular vanilla stone button. You sandwich it all together and that's how you make a pokeball. So you have like the whole process. You can automate it. Um, you can make, uh, potions out of berries, all sorts of, uh, good stuff that helps with like the, um, kind of the world building in the in-game economy of sorts. Um, the mod rewards you quite a bit. Um, there are NPCs that you can do different quests for. Uh, just simply making Pokeballs or making healers or any other sort of items like that. Uh, the, the mod will give you items. Um, and really getting set up early on is fairly easy. Getting established is really nice. Another thing I will mention with... Um, the Pokemon is that they have out of battle abilities. Like if you have, there's a Pokemon that, uh, called Aaron, it's a little iron, um, a little iron, like four, uh, four legged monster. Oh yeah. The little bug looking dude. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know that one. Um, and he will, uh, he will get a move called metal sound, which will let you like see ores underground for like five seconds so you can like pinpoint okay i'm looking for iron there's iron right there there's diamonds over there so you can like go right to them which makes it really easy to get like all of your uh get all of your essentials going real quick um you can also fly on different pokemon green learned uh (laughs) learned how to fly yesterday it was awful i didn't learn how to fully (laughs) <laughs> so he joined the server <laughs> he joined the server we had a we had a bit of a um we were on the struggle bus evidently it's just a theme for us for the 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 last 48 hours um he joined the server so i thought hey i have a bunch of fossils that i picked up let me make him uh an aerodactyl i'll meet him at spawn and i'll trade him this aerodactyl so he can fly right to my base well, we got to, he spawned in and there wasn't a, tr- apparently nobody set up in spawn. I thought maybe somebody did. No, no one did. And there was no trade machine. So we had to walk it. <laughs> so we hoofed it all the way out to my base, some 3000 blocks. And then, um, he traded me one of his random grabs along the way. 
and he got an Aerodactyl and uh, struggled with the flying bit. Worst flying experience ever. Worst story arc ever. <laughs> um, and then uh, other Pokemon you can use for like diving and, you know, going across water and uh, you can mount most other like land Pokemon and just run around on those Pokemon. It's pretty fun. Uh, there's also the next big thing once I'm done, like finishing out my base, uh, is legendary hunting, which is a huge, huge undertaking. Uh, a lot of legendaries you have to summon using very specific, like you have to find like shrines and orbs and, uh, the different locations, some uh, legendaries will, will spawn out in the wild. Uh, in the biome that we're in, it's the Savannah biome, Victini and Raikou spawn all the fucking time. Like, to the point where I just faint them most of the time now. I've got a Raikou, I don't care about Victini, so I just faint these legendaries. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, legendary hunting is the next big thing for me. Uh, I have a cloner set up, which can be used to get a Mewtwo, but you have to have a Mew first. So I, uh, I'm going to be looking for a Mew to try to try to get my, uh, get a Mewtwo. Uh, so there's a lot of things to do in the mod. Uh, overall, I think this is still a fantastic mod. I've been absolutely loving it being back into it. Uh, really, it's the only thing I've been playing lately, other than, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links on my phone. Um, it scratches the itches for Pokemon really, really good. Uh, it also breathes a lot of life into Minecraft for me, which is... I have a feeling a lot of people kind of feel the same way, that sometimes Minecraft just gets a little stale. Like, once you build a place and fight the bosses, you're kind of done with that world and you move on for, like, several months. Uh, this breathes a lot of new life which is something you know if minecraft is one of the few games that you um own and want to continue playing that's a good thing for it um so it's easy to install easy to try you're out nothing other than some downloads uh so i highly recommend if you like pokemon and you have minecraft try this out uh if you haven't already uh, my own personal note on it, though, is you might want to find a private server. Uh, it seems to be the best way to enjoy it. I have tried public servers in the past and never had a good experience. Uh, so a private server would probably be probably be the best option for most people. Uh, that's, I mean, that's the rest of my take on Pixelmon Green. What do you think? I, I had a lot of fun with it. I mean... Um, you know, the flying was very difficult for the Aerodactyl. Apparently there's some other Pokemon that are a little bit easier on the flight style. Um, but like, I think the biggest thing, like starting out with your starter and at spawn, there were a lot of Pokemon that were a lot higher level than my, my, uh, starter at level five. Um, so like I'd get attacked and instantly get shit rocked and then I'd, I'd just set my Pokemon uh, uh, fainted and with no direction. So, um, it, it's probably best to have, you know, a good amount of people actually playing in that server. Um, you know, a solo would be a little bit, uh, I, I don't want to say funky, but 
Um, it'd be a little bit harder than if you were joining an already. But uh, I yeah, lost you a little bit there. What'd you say? It. I said uh, if you're if you're playing solo, it'd probably be a little bit harder harder of an experience. But I I enjoyed it. I would rec- recommend, especially if it's it's a free download for mods. So it's definitely worth the pickup. Yeah. Uh, Rev, any thoughts, questions, opinions? No, not never, never really been a Minecraft guy. Um, I mean, I've always liked Pokemon, you know, being as old school as it is. Uh, but I mean, it, I don't know with, with, with Minecraft, it's not really my thing, but I mean, that being said, talk about like old school things. There's, um, there's some former handheld and older, uh, stores that might be shutting down soon. I hear. Yeah. Yeah, especially uh, if you are a fan of your PSP or Vita, uh, this is a story you're going to want to pay attention to. Um, So recently, the old web version of the PlayStation Store was shut down, and now Sony has confirmed that it'll be closing the stores down for the PS3, Vita, and PSP this summer. The Shame. What's that? I go, shame. Shame. So starting on July 2nd, all the remaining PSP purchase functions will cease, with the Vita store closing on the 27th of August. This will include games, in-game purchases, and videos, as well as wallet fund vouchers. Uh, Though any of your leftover funds that are on the system, or on the, uh, on the, in your PlayStation wallet can be used for the remaining PlayStation services. Um... It was an important note here was that users will still be able to re-download and access their previous purchases on the devices after the stores close, which is a silver lining for anyone still holding on to those systems. Um, so, yeah, this is kind of a, a, a an effective last call for anything on the PSP or the Vita. If you have anything that you want for those ge- uh, for those handhelds, get it now <laughs> instead of waiting. That way, you can uh, still play it when the when the summer rolls around. Not really a lot to report on on this. It it kind of stinks for anyone that really is a big fan of these systems, but they're old systems, and I can't imagine there's a lot. Most people of, mod those anyways. You know, yeah, like most people have modded those or jailbroke them or whatever to do other other stuff anyways. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's just a thing to be aware of. I, again, it's a it's an effective last call. Uh, you know, one store that's not closing though, the Apple app store or GameStop, GameStop <laughs> to the moon, baby, to, to the, the moon. moon with your diamond hands. Um, so GameStop is making a move that I'm honestly surprised they didn't make years ago uh they've officially announced this move by the way uh gamestop has announced that they will start selling pc gaming hardware where they're getting their stock i have no fucking idea uh (laughs) they're selling something that can't be sold right now well correction they're selling something (laughs) they can't be bought right now (laughs) at least by humans at least whenever you go to upgrade your computer parts, instead of going through the hassle of selling them to a friend for about what they're worth, you can always sell your used you know, 2080 Ti for 17 cents. <laughs> yeah, I have uh, this $50 game, this $30, $30 game here. What can I get for it? That's 28 cents in store credit. Yes. 
Yeah. Uh, so CEO George Sherman said that the uh, company would be expanding its into PC gaming and consumer electronics in a public earnings call. Uh, where he also mentioned that GameStop wanted to, quote, reduce our reliance on the um, cyclicity, (laughs) I think, of console-based gaming market, which has been probably a thorn in their side for many years because, right, they have to wait five, six years for a new console to come out. And then, really, the only way they make money is selling the games for that. They don't really make a ton of money on the consoles themselves, so they have to have those games ready, and they, I'm sure they go through these lull spots. On top of the fact that most of these consoles are going digital only or focusing only on, or focus, focusing more marketing on the digital aspect of the console's marketplace, right? They're not really selling disc anymore and a lot of the companies aren't focusing on selling discs which takes a lot of people out of the GameStop store I don't know exactly what they've been doing the last little while in terms of trying to make up for that I know they were selling Funko Pops and other sorts of uh, you know merchandise and but the but the used game markets really did kind of dry up with everything going digital. Um, I don't have much else of an opinion other than it's probably a good move. Yeah, it's a good move on their part because here's where, here's where my, I I do actually have a a, a bit of a thought on this and how I, I think like on paper, it looks like a good idea, but I don't know that necessarily is like it, it. It may be a good idea in essence for just selling game, you know, selling parts if you have them. But in their their move on, you know, buying you stuff off people and turning around and selling it, I have a feeling they're going to have a harder time doing that because people who people who do PC building are typically patient enough to be like slow rolling and try to sell that stuff online as opposed to getting like shit store credit for it. Um, so I don't know if I don't know if they're going to be able to really do their thing with like making a shitload of money on used parts the way that they do on used games just because just because the culture in PC building for for hardware is different than the culture in just like buying and selling games so that that i could be 100 percent wrong not saying i'm not, not saying this is the thing it just it seems to me that the the, the culture surrounding pc building there people aren't going to on a whim rip their graphics card out and go try to sell it to you know because they spent way too much money on dumb shit you know yeah like i used to do with my games um but uh but yeah, I I, I think there's going to be a cultural difference. It's going to make that a little bit more difficult for them, mm-hmm. personally. Green, what do you think? Um, it's definitely something that they should have done previously. Uh, it's just it, it's just uh, something you got to keep an eye out for, um, and to see how they actually work with it. Um, especially with the you know the company has been on a downward slope for so long. Uh, you know, so, so I know they got in uh, a new, I think, uh, chief chief growth op, uh, officer or something like that, um, as well yeah, as a few other people. It was like one of Amazon's chief former mm-hmm. chief growth officers, right? Yep. If I remember uh, reading, yeah, correct. Yeah, and then uh, a few other people who were like in charge of like marketing and growth, like growth marketing and stuff like that. 
Um, so maybe this might be a turnaround for GameStop, uh, especially with like the whole big stock push. Um, but yeah, they definitely should have been selling PC parts previously. I know you can buy like a lot of Elgato stuff from them uh, online. Um, that's how I got my my stream deck. So, well, I got my other capture card and then the stream deck because it was labeled wrong. Thanks, GameStop. But, but yeah, uh, I, I'm definitely uh, interesting to keep an eye out. It's it's always good to have more competitors too, because um, right now it's like Newegg, Amazon, uh, it B and M or B and K. I can't remember the the website. I'd never use B and H. B and H. Yep, B and H. Yeah, um, it was. Go ahead. I just that's practically it for websites that I like. I I only use Newegg and Amazon. Um, but if I if and Best Buy, but with another name in the hat, I mean, there's more places to shop. Yeah, so. well, especially because Fry's Electronics just closed down like all of their locations. So they like True. like that was just one more competitor out of the market, which for this would have really just left Best Buy for the brick and mortar stores, which was not great. So it'll be nice, especially if I can, if I can like go to a Best Buy or a GameStop and find that one of them has a lower price and try to get them to price match. That'd be pretty dope. Um, yeah, that's the, the GameStop story. Anything else you guys wanted to mention? No, I, I think I think uh, I think GameStop is honestly per- personally uh, one of those things of the past, and I think we need to be looking to the future. Can you like we? Our, you, you like that? I yeah. like that. Do we want to delay this conversation for even further into the future? Say if like two minutes. Take a break. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right, guys, we'll be back in two minutes. Oh, two shakes of a lamb's tail. Be right back. Make sure you're muted. All right. Uh, thank you guys for letting us take that break. Uh, if you guys are, hour, hour. <laughs> if you guys were uh, watching the on the stream and it uh, dipped out for a second, uh, yes, I know. I'm aware. I apologize for that. Um, we're breaking error thing over here. Yeah. Fucking Windows updates. Yeah, the Windows update really destroyed everything in my settings. Everything. We, and none of my stuff has been the same since that last Windows update. We need to have a conversation with Windows about them fucking up shit. Seriously. Like, oh, we're going to make you force you to do this goddamn update, but we're going to make sure all your settings are changed. Yeah. To where we want them. I had to I had to uninstall and reinstall three drivers jesus yeah uh it was fucking awful i i i don't think i've ever been so mad before in my life when it came to technology i have never had something break that bad um but that's uh that's dwelling on the past let's talk about the future the future games show spring 2021 showcase to be exact uh, which happened last week. So there was a lot of things announced. We're going to talk about a few of them. As a note, I didn't actually watch the show. I got 
10 minutes in and I just couldn't focus on it. So I decided I was just going to read about it later. I was multitasking hardcore. I couldn't really sit there and watch the fucking trailers and stuff. Um, so yeah, here are a few things that were announced that I thought looked, uh, interesting or noteworthy. Uh, Shadow Tactics, Blades of the Shogun, Ico's Choice. It's a new DLC pack for Shadow Tactics, which looks fun. Have you guys seen the Shadow Tactics games? I've seen a little bit of them. Yeah, same. I, I've seen. I, I know of them. I just haven't played any of them myself. Yeah, they they remind me a lot of XCOM, and that's what I kind of want to try. Like, I like the XCOM games. Uh, I have never ever played them. I've watched people play them, and I find them fun and enjoyable to watch. So I want to play them at some point. Com- um, quick little uh, side. Um, if you're a fan of that, have you played uh, Mutant Year Zero at all? Mm-mm. No. It was done up in a very, very, very similar style. Like a lot of people when I was playing it were comparing it to XCOM, and it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Maybe something to look into. Nice. Uh, next one here. This one, I almost felt like this was a rev game. Hidden Deep. Yeah. Uh, it's a 2D side-scrolling sci-fi horror adventure game where you play as a squad going deep underground, and there's some biological and eldritch horrors. Eldritch horrors. Love it. That's going to be a no for me, dog. It's going to be a huge... It, Even though it's pixelated? Yes. Oh, yeah, no, no, I, no. I don't do, I don't do horror, Danny. <laughs> don't do he- horror. He got I, you. You don't you talk about pixelated and horror. He still almost shit his pants from that scene in Omori on the TikTok. He, he just posted a TikTok the other day with with something like fucking popped out of nowhere. No, <laughs> no warning. I about pissed myself. I uh, every so time, did I. Every damn time, I'm like, it happens like once a month now. Every time he posts a clip. Of like something like a like a jump scare thing, I throw my phone, and it is a very expensive phone. <laughs> Rev, I want a fucking reimbursement. If I ever break this phone, I'm blaming you. I'm like, That's yeah, fair. you owe me a new Note 10. That's a hundred percent fair. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it, <sighs> it, he, he's he's speaking of uh, a game called the Watson, the Watson Scott test, and it was. Uh, yeah, it scared it scared the shit out of me. I I can imagine it did you too, buddy. <laughs> Oh my god, I about pissed myself. So I have this down, but I actually just looked it up. And it's it's glitch punk, but it was released February third of this year. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna skip that. It's already been yeah, released. I, I'm I'm gonna take a look at that one myself and then maybe review it because glitch punk looks like my kind of thing. Yeah. Uh the next thing that I had on the list, which I thought was interesting, was Axiom Verge 2, which is the follow-up to the uh cult uh the cult Metroidvania game. It, it kind of got its own little cult following. And uh, I, I have heard of the game. I think I've seen a little bit of it. I don't know too much about it, but I do know it. Like I do know like a lot of people really loved that game. So yeah, that's Axiom Verge 2. This one. Ha- it really did pique my interest. Nar- um, Narika. Naraka, Blade Point. Blade Point. Yeah, this this one got my nips a little hard too. It's a battle royale for sixty players with ninjas. With ninjas. Yeah, anything Japanese aesthetic, like I'm automatically in. Fucking weeb. Shut up. <laughs> Community <laughs> guideline strike. 
the back of the back of my my wall of my stream is like a tapestry of like the great wave so like yeah it's i like i like japanese aesthetic things leave me alone weeb it's It's a lifestyle what i want to know and i uh i just want there to be like a bunch of like naruto jujitsus and stuff you know (laughs) Like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to, like, summon a giant fucking toad and ride around on this giant fucking toad and, you know, throw kunai at people. Hell, yeah. Uh, we also saw more uh, Lord of the Rings Gollum. Mm-hmm. Which we've known about for a while. I think this is, like, the fa- the last look at it before it gets released. Um, The other game that I saw that that piqued my interest was called War Hospital. It's a game where you play as a medic on the front lines of World War One, which mostly has my interest because that's an era of time that I've been a little obsessed with uh, as of late. I really loved the movie 1917. Peaky Blinders uh, is set around that same time. It's a very interesting time in history for me. So, yeah, any game. And that's not an era of time that we see a ton of media or even games in like what's the what's name a game that takes place during world war one except for battlefield one yeah like i i can't think of any medal of honor does medal of honor have a world war one game i believe so or is it just world war two that's where it originated from was world it was i think they did a world war two and a world war one game for medal of honor medal of honor world let's see world war one game the first thing that popped up was medal of honor recipients from world war one uh. <laughs> um yeah i'm only seeing world war two mm, okay i'm yeah i didn't know if i was wrong or right i just had to throw it out there yeah, I'm only seeing, let's see, uh, Medal of Honor, Medal of Honor Underground, Allied Assault, Frontline, Allied Assault Spearhead, Rising Sun, Infiltrator, Profis- what was that word? Pacific Assault, European Assault Heroes, Vanguard, Airborne. It's not really telling me any of the eras that it take place in. Um well, yeah, I, I I want a world. I want more World War One games. It's a very interesting time in history that I don't think we get a lot of attention in. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's all like World War Two became so romanticized, and then if it's not World War Two, it's futuristic shit. And now they're now they're finally breaking into Cold War stuff, but kind of having to play off of a lot of you know like what ifs because we don't really know a lot about what actually happened there. I'm gonna be on the other side of the uh, the opinion here. I don't want a World War One game. Why? I don't I don't like the uh the old like the old p- time period shooters and stuff like that. Mm. I, I prefer modern day. Um I don't even really care for like futuristic that much either. Um I mean other than like Apex I would say is more futuristic but I prefer modern day shooters. Like Battlefield 4. Mm. You want so your like Bat- Continue. I was like Battlefield One and Battlefield Five. I did not play. I refuse to play because I I don't I don't want to. When I like those games, it's like I'm stepping backwards, not moving forwards into gaming. Mm. Like it's already been done, kind of thing, for me. Yeah. 
Interesting. There is another game that did uh, recently come out. Um, it was built on the Squad engine called Beyond the Wire. I think it came out. I have to hmm. look it up. Um, but again, that's more... That's a tactical shooter. Uh, yeah, Beyond the Wire. It's... I don't know. It's built on the squad engine, which I already have a little bit of hesitation because there's a lot of games that are set and designed like that. And yeah. they have a high degree of they have a high degree of learning curve. And if you don't have people to play with, they're not very, they're not very new player friendly in my opinion. And a big part of that reason is, uh, the communities that surround them. And I want to, I don't want to like piss people off, but to be quite frank, like I played, I played squad. I have several hours into squad, but it's changed so much since the last time I played. First off, it's optimization sucks. I was able to run it perfectly fine when it first came out, but they've optimized it. They, they have added so much shit and done so much to the graphics that my computer barely runs it now, especially while streaming. But because communication is so heavily reinforced, if you get a dickhead on your, on your team, especially as a squad leader, it makes it incredibly unenjoyable. And if you fuck up even once you fucking hear about it and it's not good for new players in those kind of games. Like if you like, and you get forced into doing shit that like a part of an, of the appeal of the games is being a member of a squad. But like, if you can't drive worth shit and you get forced to be logistics, it sucks. And you know, you're, you're being, you have to like perform under pressure and having some dickhead scream at you when you uh, have to like readjust your, you know, your turn or whatever is not fun. And that's what those games are predicated on. So I don't know if I'd even enjoy beyond the wire because of my experience with squad. Mm. Uh, yeah, the whole, the whole system that squad is built on is it's like, it's like Arma. But at least with Arma, like, you know, it's against, uh, a lot of times it's against uh, PvE. This is PvP, which makes it a whole hell of a lot worse. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was the future game show. Again, not, I, I tried to watch a little bit of the show. Really, there wasn't anything. The hosts didn't, like, do anything for me in the first 10 minutes, which is saying something that's important yeah it's important for a for a game show though you know like that's you got to be able to keep people's attention you can't rely on just the games yeah well i mean on the other on the other side of that token though it could be like the e3s like we we've we've seen in the past like 15 years or that were just super cringeworthy like uh was it uh bethesda yeah, well, especially Bethesda. That's mm-hmm. that that is a golden ticket every year of just cringe. But uh, I think it was PlayStation. It was yeah, I think it was PlayStation or Nintendo did like a like a band thing with one of the consoles. Like each person had an instrument, and it was just god awful. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I think we talked about this in the summer last summer where we had the summer of gaming and there were just so many fucking events happening at once. 
Yeah, yeah, because uh, well, everybody had to do everything separate because of the the pandemic. There wasn't like a huge like single deal, so there was so much going on. Like every few days, there was another little like mini convention, essentially. Yeah, and I think a big part of a lot of those, and I thought future games would learn this, would have been just to get stronger talent. There wasn't mm-hmm. like that strong a talent. Um, I want to say the PC gaming show was probably my favorite because it was like the most well put together um so i don't know and i i don't know if this is going to be a sign of things to come in the summer but hopefully not hopefully not exactly moral of the story spring for keanu reeves they (laughs) uh right they already uh went ahead and put the kibosh on pax east in boston so that's not happening anymore and then uh pax west is still on for september as of right now but we'll see what happens you know yeah yeah well you know there is another con happening right now yeah there's a there's a really interesting online convention happening in a very interactive uh format um for those of you who don't know i like indie games they're kind of like everything about what i do uh and there is a convention going on on steam that you can download for free now it is a hefty boy it's a hefty download but it's got over 200 exhibitors in it. It's called IWOCon, which stands for Indie World Order, which is they, uh, their, their own thing. And it's cool. It's like set up like a pirate adventure where you get on your ship and you can sail around and you sail to different islands. And these different islands have different games or exhibitors or et cetera on them. Um, the first island I ended up on actually when I was playing was the, um, oh, what was it? It was the the one designed for indie devs, I think, because there was like, there was a booth set up where this woman was pitching her like voice acting, like what she, what all she's done voice acting and how you can get in contact with her. And then there was one that was about like localization, um, which harkened back to a pretty funny tweet I saw that said, "Do you want to avoid localization in your in your game? Just don't put words in it," um, which I thought was kind of funny. But the uh, it, it had a bunch of stuff like that in it. And every booth you go to, it pops up like a numbered sequence of things you can do. Like you can visit. You know, you can hit one to visit their website, two for their Twitter, three for their Instagram, et cetera. And then five, if they have like some kind of sweepstakes going on, because you know, for the con or whatever. And uh, it is really cool. There's I, I need to get in there and do some more exploring. It's going on until April 2nd. And you can continue to like they're doing live events every day, too. Like if you check out their Twitter page, they're actually doing like live keynotes and stuff like that, like they would at any other convention that you go attend almost like the Fortnite concerts. And uh, it's just it's a really cool thing. And it, like I said, it's on it's on Steam. It's called IWOCon. And I highly recommend it. You're going to see a lot of really cool games come out of this. I, I know I am. I've already I've already fell in love with several of the ones I've seen. A little bit of information for that is a uh, minimum required specs is a 64 bit processor, Windows 8.1 i5 processor, eight gigs of RAM, GTX 960 or equivalent, and a storage space of 20 gigs. 20 gigs. That 20 gigs. like I said, it's a hefty boy. Funky for indie. Yeah. Yeah, but you also got to remember it is like. 200 like exhibitors in a like in this world that they're going to have to like put all in in place and stuff it's it's a hefty boy but my lord is it it, it, you're gonna you're gonna use that space like it's gonna have you're gonna have fun actually doing the thing Mm -hmm. and they're like little side missions and stuff too like i ended up uh (laughs) i ended up doing a this thing where i kind of blew up other pirate ships with cannonballs it was it was pretty fun Oh, there better be some sort of final boss like uh what was it, Devolverland? There may be. There may be. I have not I haven't even begun to explore everything there is in this thing. It'd be I, I think it'd be a lot of fun if there was. Um 
but yeah, it's a must recommend if you're into if you're into indie stuff like I am. It's absolute must to pick up because you get to learn about all these cool new indie games and stuff like that. So why not? You know? Yeah. And where'd you say people can pick that up on? On Steam. On Steam. All right. Yeah, boy. They got a lot of cool uh, sweepstakes and stuff going on, too. Like a lot of really cool giveaways and stuff you can enter. Excellent. Well, you can pick that up on Steam. You know, uh, I don't know. I don't have a. I don't have a good segue for this. Hold on. Let me let me see if I can get a segue. You know I, where you can't. You know where you can't pick this up, regardless of if you bypass the Apple App Store or not. The Apple App Store. <laughs> <laughs> so. Right, we're no stranger to this topic. We talk about it at least once a month right now where Apple is facing a lot of scrutiny and lawsuits over their App Store policies. And they're facing this currently in Australia as well. They have a lot of legal challenges to this business practice. Shocker. Shocker. Uh, so, like I said, in Australia, they've, they've been facing a complaint um, and uh, an antitrust complaint there in the land of the Aussies. And Apple has said that it is already possible for iOS developers to bypass the App Store. This is something we mentioned in the past, but it's really interesting to see them respond to it in an official, respond this way to an official complaint. Quote, Apple perceives and treats other distributors of apps for platforms other than iOS as significant competitors whose pricing and policies constrain Apple's ability to exercise power over developers, they said to the Australian Competitive and Consumer Commission. Quote, Apple is not in a position to disregard the environment in which its app marketplace operates and does not accept the commission's characterization of the Apple App Store as the, quote, uh, as the, quote, the most dominant app store or app marketplace by a large margin, end quote. Which I am concerned about that phrasing because it's the only app store for that platform. Mm-hmm. So therefore, it is the largest. How can you reject the commission's characterization of the truth? You can't. You can't. <laughs> this man looks at an apple and says, that's an orange. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it wouldn't be a problem if you could sideload apps to your device, but you can't. Hmm. You can't sideload apps onto an Apple device. Well, not without jailbreaking, that is, which voids your warranty. So therefore, the largest app store, or the, the only app store, is the largest. Yep. Um, <clears throat> Apple goes on to say that the progressive web applications, PWAs, which are accessed through your phone's web browser, uh, eliminate the need to download a developer's app through the app store and use common technologies like HTML5. They even cited several companies, including Amazon, Uber, Starbucks, and Pinterest, who all have launched their own web apps. So, excuse me, don't need to download the app. You can just access it in your web browser. That's their, that's yeah. their response. Yeah. We're, not, <laughs> we're not stopping you from accessing these on your phone. You just have to use the web app. Um, so, uh... I don't know. This is a frustrating take from Apple. Uh, it's obviously them trying to weasel out of the lawsuits based on technical with technicalities, which I think might actually work. Um, but I'm also cynical and jaded. Uh, 
But really, what also is very frustrating is Apple knows this is the suboptimal way to operate on their devices. The whole point of building apps natively that can be installed on the device is for the best user experience. It's how they're best optimized. It's how the uh, apps just work the best. And them going and just saying, well, you can just use a web app, it goes against the entire idea of using apps in the first place. And all because they want that 15 to 30% cut. Oh, yeah. Got to get, gotta get your cut. For, for products in which users should have all the rights to do whatever they want with, including side-loading apps. Yes. <laughs> um, which is, I mean, that's my opinion on it. I, I don't have much else really to say. Green? Yeah, I'll- Oh, oh uh, Rev. Yeah, Rev. Rev. You're oh, anxious. I gonna, yeah, I, I was just going to basically agree with you. I Like, it's just just another another uh, another way of Apple to weasel, weasel around shit. Get, the, get their cut. Get your money and move on. You know, whatever it is. It, it is what it is. They're, they got the money to do it. Nobody's going to stop them. Yeah. Cash I hope rules the everything around me singing da-da-da-da. Oh, sorry. I hope the person who's like reviewing this, like the the judge, is like a a strong fan of like Candy Crush. <laughs> and, you know, it's so like the 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 person, like the people that are doing the antitrust movement, are like, you know, uh, here here here's an iPhone. Try playing Candy Crush on the the Apple made Safari web browser. And, well, I can't. There's your point. Yeah, like. It, it, some apps do have web based, but I mean, that is literally because they are websites before they are, you know, apps. Yeah. One of the things that, that would crack me up is if they go and they, they do this whole thing for the um, for the hearing and you just come to find out that the judge that's doing the hearing was like the champion of the Fortnite World Cup. And he's like, mm, finally, my time has arrived. <laughs> Well, can you say that again, but Australian? Oh, shit. Hold on. Yeah, I can do that. All right. Yeah. So uh, I was the Fortnite World Cup champion. There's nothing you can do to stop me now. My time has come at last. Your life's an open book. Just make sure to get your mum's permission before you read it. Beautiful. Fucking beautiful. I'm disappointed in this uh, Scare Danny redemption, just saying. Oh, that's because it's not op- It's not on the right page on Touch Portal, aside from the fact that Touch Portal seems to be broken anyways. Um, I want to see your manager. <laughs> anyone that's interested in the Scare Danny reward, stop by a regular stream. We can, we can, you guys can scare me all day. Uh, anything else on this uh, Apple topic? Nah, fuck Apple again. Yeah, same. <laughs> so fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. Uh, that's all the notes I had. That's all the topics we had. Like I said, it was kind of kind of be just one of those here are things for you guys to know episodes. <laughs> but you know, it's nice to have those episodes every so often. Yeah. For anything for show. Sure. Anything else that we wanted to talk about? Mm, uh, the question of the week. Before we get into, before we get into that argument, um, <laughs> I, w- I would like to uh, actually real quick give a, a brief shout out to uh, my friend Otterpop eighteen. 
who uh, recently acquired Twitch Partner. And as you know, Otter and my buddy Mr. Wingles have co-founded, they co-founded a stream team called the Mischief Managers shortly after TwitchCon 2019. And now the Mischief Managers are an official stream team thanks to Otter and uh, and all the hard work she put in. And I just wanted to give a shout out to her for for all that she's done for for the uh, Mischief Managers community. Yeah, big kudos to her. Big kudos to her. Um. Okay, yeah, let's uh, start wrapping up the show then. Green, what's coming up on your channel? Uh, well, I'm probably going to be playing some more Pixelmon, some Destiny Apex, uh, Call of Duty Warzone. Yeah, <sighs> uh, it's just TikTok is loving the Warzone, so I gotta, I gotta get some clips for Warzone. But you know, it's just a, a vast variety. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Mr. Greenlee. It's where you can find me. You can also find me on my, all my socials at Mr. Greenlee. Yeah. Rev, what do you got coming up? Oh, shoot. I don't know, man. Tomorrow, uh, tomorrow I'm going to be doing, I'm going to try some galaxy painting. Like the, the stuff where you like spray paint shit and then dab it with newspaper or bags or something and then put bowls over it, make them look like planets in like a faraway solar system or something. I'm just going to do some of that tomorrow. Just, I decided I wanted to try it. So I was like, F it. Why not? Um, then on top of that, I know me and Wingles are going to be discussing some indie stuff uh, tomorrow night. But aside from that, I'm going to be continuing Kindergarten 2 pretty soon. Um, I may do some Phasmophobia. I've, I've, I've kind of wanted to start doing Phasmo uh, a little bit more because I just I enjoy it. It's it's fun. It's a goofy time and time kind of flies when you're playing it. Uh, aside from that, man, it's just going to be I need to get more YouTube stuff out. I think I'm going to start. I'm finally going to start playing Little Nightmares 2 for YouTube um, because I, I started seeing some success over there and then started getting lazy. So I'm going to get back to work. <laughs> the, you can find, you can find me literally everywhere at RevSfin TV, except for YouTube and Twitch. You can find me at just RevSfin. Just want to let you know, I do have phasmophobia and, uh, I may play it with you. If you, if you, if you, if you need a person, excuse me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Bet. Yeah. I'm in. Hey. Yeah, I I am willing to take the dive Let's for go. the people, for the people. I did it for the people. I did it I'm, for I'm the rock. I'm clipping that, just so you know. Golf, Danny. Proof. <laughs> you. <laughs> you also got to remember. You also got to remember. Green's like a channel manager, so he can just go in and delete the clip. <laughs> well, good thing I'm recording on this side too. Ah, got him. Got you, bitch. Got you, bitch. <laughs> uh, oh golly gee. Um. Coming up on my channel, uh, a lot of Pixelmon. I am currently kind of going through a little bit of a redesign of the channel with uh, the in terms of like my stream setup. So I'll be playing around with that. Um, I don't know what else I'll be doing. I I have a TikTok set up now. I don't know if I'll really fucking use it at all. <laughs> um, but that's the that's there now. Um, and that you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Danny K D N I E C A E. You guys can also find me on YouTube, Danny K Media. It's also where this podcast gets posted every week. Uh, if you guys don't join us live, um, yeah. So that's gonna do it for this week's show. If you guys uh, enjoyed this, we appreciate you guys for being here. If you guys did enjoy this, it means a lot to us. If you would take the time to uh, like, share, and subscribe. If you guys missed any part of the show, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. Which one of you changed in my show notes podcasts to the word cockcasts? Dude, I did that last week. 
I did not notice. Yeah, I did it last week. <laughs> it wasn't me. God damn it. <laughs> um, if you guys... I'm Ron Burgundy? <laughs> God damn it, who put a question mark on the teleprompter? <laughs> we do have a question of the week this week. It is, who is your favorite voice actor? Tell us in the chat, YouTube comments, or you can even tweet at us. Um, Hold up. What's that? Mark Hamill is the best voice actor of all time. I'll just say that. If you guys want to fight green with me in the comments. Yeah. If you guys want to fight green, he'll be in the comments of the YouTube video. I will fucking fight. I will die on that hill because you Mark will. Cause Hamill, that's not a good, that's not a strong leg to it, stand it, on. He's a great joker, but that's, no, what he has so many credits, but he's not the best voice actor ever. I disagree. <laughs> he puts 110% effort into everything. So do 90% of voice actors. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> I I really feel like you are really doing a disservice to uh, uh, Tom Kenny. Oh, my I mean, God. See, Tom Kenny's pretty good. I wouldn't plenty, put Tom Kenny as the greatest, but Tom, Tom Kenny's pretty fucking hilarious. There are plenty of fantastic voice actors, right? Like uh, Nathan Fillion, uh, Nolan North. Uh, Sean Schimmel, uh, uh, Rachel Messer. Rachel Shout Messer is Rachel fantastic. Messer. Rachel Messer, come on the show. Stephen Bloom, <laughs> notice me, notice me, Rachel. Stephen Bloom, Bloom. yeah. Spike uh, Spiegel and, and Wolverine and uh, Tom. Mm-hmm. And Mark, wait, wait, no, no, no. John DiMaggio. What about think yeah, about him John, too? John, John DiMaggio is solid. Very, A lot of people think solid. of. Yeah, a lot of people think Bender from Futurama, which is fine, but some of the other shit, he was like Kamari in Final Fantasy X. He was Marcus Phoenix, right? He he did uh, uh, Jake from Adventure Time. Adventure Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also did a bunch of like extra voice lines in Destiny 2. Um, he is Benedict uh, 44, or uh, Banshee 44 in, in Destiny 2 as well. Um, he has so many so many voice credits. Um, he was in one of the Transformers movies. I think one of the shit ones, but still. I, I mean, was going to say, uh, let's... Uh, yeah, yeah, you're so, <laughs> real quick, I do see Chocolat. He is saying that we're overlooking Kevin Conroy, who who did the voice of uh, Batman, but, you know... I was, he was best Batman I was going to bring up, yeah, Kevin Conroy. Uh, Kevin, Con- Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill had the best dynamic, uh, I think, of any, of any um, animated hero villain combo in my I'll opinion say so, right now mark hamill's the best joker ever like ever like live action or animated mark hamill's still the best joker so if you guys want to join us for this conversation you guys can join us in the youtube comment section of this video let us know uh who your favorite voice actor is and uh anything else that we want to mention guys i love you no, i love I'm, you uh, i thought we saved that for the end well yeah it, oh, it I'll is say it twice. <laughs> i'll say it three times I'll say it all day. All right, guys. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Keep fighting the good fight. And Derek Chauvin is guilty. We'll see you guys next week. (laughs) I love you. I got to find the ending button now that all my shit's broken. (laughs) I'm not used to doing any of this anymore. All right. Bye.